Welcome to the Endurance Horse Podcast, where endurance riders from all across the globe gather, sharing their stories, goals, and progress as they train for and compete in endurance events at every level. So kick off your shoes, pull up a chair, and listen as we gather around the virtual campfire and listen to friends from across the world. Hello, and welcome to episode 58 of Endurance Horse Podcast. We are back after a bit of a pause. Today, we will be chatting with Gabriella Blakely of Oregon who won the 2022 Tevis Cup with her horse, Pyro, finishing in a time of 17 hours, 9 minutes. The Blakely family is no stranger to the Tevis Trail and has arguably created a family tradition and legacy around the Tevis. Stay tuned at a later date for more information on a new book by Sonoma Blakely as she chronicles her Tevis journey in her new book, Chasing Dreams, the true story of the youngest female Tevis Cup champion. Again, sorry for the long pause. Life has been busy and for one, this mama was getting a bit tired and needed to take a step back for a few months. Now, on with the show. Without further ado, let's jump into episode 58 of Endurance Horse Podcast. Hello. Right on time. <laughs> Thank you for agreeing to talk with us at Endurance Horse Podcast. It's quite a treat. It. Yeah, to talk to you. So I just have some questions that I ask um, everybody who is on Endurance Horse Podcast. And the listeners, I think I get a lot of feedback that they really like these first two questions I'm about to ask. So I was just wondering, how did you get into horses? Um, I always liked horses. But I lived in the city, so I never had any on my own. Mm-hmm. So I um, yeah, went to stables and just had riding lessons. I mean, I just loved them. And so then when I got married and we moved to Oregon, we had a little five-acre lot and my husband got me a horse. That was kind of a present and a treat. And I grew up in Germany and we rode English. Yeah, I got a quarter horse that was very Western trained. And we didn't get along very well. I didn't know how to ride it. My husband, Wash, he grew up with horses. So he got another horse, and that was an Arab. And we rode together, and that worked a lot better. (laughs) So then how did you find out about endurance? Was it something that was always on your radar? Or can you remember how you found out about and got into endurance? Um, I think it started that Wash got an Arab mare. And a friend of ours, he had Arabians, and she bred them, and um, it was Dolly D. Care. And she did the Tevis Cup. She moved up from California, mm-hmm. and she told us about the Tevis Cup. And we're like, oh, this sounds so cool. Let's mm-hmm. do the Tevis. So, <laughs> so then we had to get rid of my photo horse mare, <laughs> and then I got an Arabian, too. And then we started training. So what is it about endurance that made you stick with it? That's a good question. We, we thought we would probably do it two or three years and then be tired of the trails and tired of the training and maybe even always the same races. But it's really intriguing. It seems like the longer you do endurance, the more you learn. Mm-hmm. And actually, the more challenges you have. At first, you think your first horse is the winner and you go to a race and you win and it's super easy. And then you come into difficulties, just starting with speed, how complicated it is even to keep weight on a horse. Pretty much every aspect is a challenge to really bring out the best in a horse and really to perform well. And then what's really intriguing too, so you maybe have one really good horse and then you retire it 
and then you get a next one or a youngster. And every horse is different and has their own challenges. And so it is super fun to really try to bring out the best in every single one of them. And everybody has a different personality. Mm-hmm. And it's really addicting. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that a lot um, when I ask that question. Is this, It is very addicting. And I think part of it is the goal setting, possibly, that people love having goals. Even like you said, every yeah. horse is different and it might be a smaller goal, but it's just so fun to have a challenge to work towards. I agree. So I wanted to ask you, what made you attracted to the 100-mile distance? Was it hearing about Tevis? So was that automatically kind of married to the idea of endurance was the 100-mile distance? Yeah, I was not so attracted to 100 miles. I just wanted to do Tevis and that was about it. And we were really comfortable with 50 miles. Mm-hmm. Um, they're fast and they're really fun and they're over before it starts to And then we started to really liken the challenge because after you do so many 50s all these years, you just kind of need a new challenge. Mm-hmm. And we wanted, yeah, so that's kind of like our, our goal too. Can you tell me a little bit about your horse Pyro that you just won the Tevis on? And can you tell me what kind of job he had before he became your endurance horse? Yeah, he was a country pleasure horse from Utah. And um, we went to Utah, checked him out because I, I seen him on screen horse and I really liked his. And I think country pleasure, they have to be really flashy and really high energy. Right. And so we brought him home. Really nice mind with a very athletic body. I really like him. <laughs> so I'm going to move on and ask about some of your training. Do you do cross training with your horses or is it mostly on the trail? Yeah, it's mostly on the trail. We do some arena work, but it's more like playing. We like to play around a lot. Like in the summertime, we go to the lake. Mm-hmm. And the lake is pretty deep and we go water training. It is mainly the trail. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you have almost two decades in the sport of endurance, about 19 years. Yeah, that's right. Your Blakely family name is fast becoming a legend in the sport because your husband has done Tevis five times. Your daughter has done it, is it twice? And she won in 2019. And then your son, he has won the Hagen Cup and he's done it four times. Can you just shed some light on for us what this is like to compete in such a great sport as a family? I think that was one reason, too, why we picked the sport. Because it is when the kids were really little, they grew up with horses and loved horses. It was a sport that we could do together and even compete together. Because in most sports, I mean, an adult can't compete with kids. And so... There was just something that was really appealing that we can do together as a family, the four of us. The kids always like to be up front, too, going mm-hmm. fast. I mean, what kids like to do. And so it just worked perfectly in our interest. And I think it's a great recreation. Mm-hmm. And uh, even if it wasn't training, the kids, when they were little, they just built little dumps and yeah, in the pasture or just always hung out with the horses a lot just because mm-hmm. they liked the horse. It was just a good time. As a mom, what do you think that having horses and in doing endurance has kind of instilled in your children? I imagine you must see some qualities that probably they wouldn't have got without the horses and without all the training. One thing is endurance. I mean, just because, I mean, that's what the sport says, but I think discipline and endurance, because you have to train 
in winter time when it's cold, when it's bad, whether you just have to train and not, well, I don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. You have to, if you have a goal, I mean, if you're just riding for pleasure, you don't have to. But if you do want to be competitive, then you have to put the work in and take care of your animals. It, it really instills responsibility and discipline for the kids. And I think that it really helps them in other areas. So you live in Oregon and you have a lot of hills to train on. So is that kind of a key component to your training is the hill work? Yeah, it was a lot of a learning curve too, because then we overdid it with hill work. And that's not good either because then the horses get really stiff tight muscles. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we had one year quite a bit of lameness in the rear end. And we're like, okay, I think we're doing too much hill work. Mm-hmm. And so now we're just doing it very mixed. We do heavy hill work for sure, but we do lots of flats too mm-hmm. so that other muscle groups are used and um, a lot of speed work. Mm-hmm. But we don't quite believe so much in high mileage. So it's kind of more like heart rate tra- heart rate training then? Yeah, like um, short little intervals. Mm-hmm. with rest areas and rest periods in between. So what are some of the uh, top qualities that you look for in an endurance horse? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I mean, we like tall horses, but right now we have some shorter ones and they're really good. So it's not, um, the size doesn't matter so much right now. Mm-hmm. But we're kind of curious what, what the little horse is going to do. <laughs> um what is the quality? I think the mind is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. But we had some super talented horses that we really, I mean, they were just phenomenal, but their mind was not there in the game. They got mm-hmm. too hot, too worked up, and, and um, didn't ever really perform well, although they had the ability. So I do think that we mainly watch for their mind. Good point. So as an endurance rider, what do you think the most important quality is for an endurance rider to have? Love for horses <laughs> and love be around your horse for a long time. Mm-hmm. And really, and I think you have to really listen to your horse and, uh, you know, and, and read it right, how they're doing. Could you tell me a bit about your, your ride this year? Um, you came first across the finish line. So congratulations on that. That is a uh, very few people in the world could say that. So could you tell us a bit about how your ride went and how it was to manage the, the hot weather for yourself and your horse? The the ride was incredibly smooth. I mean, I was really surprised myself. Our family, we, we felt that Tyro really was doing super well. And we're like, actually, you should... I mean, my family said, you should go for the win because he's doing really well. And uh, But you don't want to get into the race and say, well, I'm going for the win because usually then things go south. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so we prepared for the race and it just, right from the beginning, everything went super smoothly. He picked his pace and he felt really good and unfortunately, not unfortunately, but we ended up in the front for about 40 miles. And mm-hmm. I don't really like to ride up front, mm-hmm. but it was a comfortable pace, and I really didn't see the necessity to slow down just because I'm in the front. So I was there, and then about 
64 miles into it, he he really got hungry when we came out of the canyon. Mm-hmm. And he was still going strong, but felt like I need to let him eat so that he doesn't go into a wall. And um, that's when Christoph Short and Heather Reynolds caught me. Mm-hmm. And from then on, we mainly rode together. A little bit of leapfrogging, but we mainly rode until Francisco, and it was 15 miles to go. And um, of course, I, I just always played with the thought of winning, and I'm like, well, they, their horses seem strong, and I'm like, well, if, if we're on the trail and I pick up his pace and go, then they're going to just come along, and we pretty much going to come into the finish together. And I really didn't want the finish line race like my daughter had in 2019 with Jeremy Reynolds, and they were the head-to-head race. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so I'm like, I, we have to do this and figure this out before. And so Francisco Pyro was doing really good. I had him check through the vet, and I gave him some more food. And then I seen that Christoph was just check through the vet check and I'm like oh well even if I get a few minutes head start let's get out of here and Pyro felt really fresh and strong and I'm like let's hmm. pick a pace that they might not catch me mm-hmm. and so I was heading out and it goes slowly downhill and then there's another little uphill and it's, it's not the greatest footing and so Pyro really didn't move out and I'm like oh they're going to catch me any minute <laughs> so then was a nice footing and I really um, told Pyro to go, and he was like, yes, let's go. I mean, he really had a nice attitude, and I thought, oh, I think he can hold this for 15 miles. And so we really loped where we could, or trotted at a really nice pace. And I always looked behind if I see any lights or if somebody was coming, but they didn't. So then I kept the lead until the finish. So it was actually pretty smooth. Hmm. What is your favorite part of that trail that you have, um, your family has kept coming back? Is it that it's the iconic Tevis or is there a certain part of the trail that you really enjoy? No, I think it is the whole Tevis atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It's the challenge. It is um, mainly, it's not my favorite part, but it's the most challenging part is the canyon mm-hmm. where it's really hot. the uh, there's no breeze. The, the heat is trapped in the bottom of the canyon, and you have to walk out of it. And it's just the diversity of the trail. And mm-hmm. then after Forest Hill, it cools down, and it's really beautiful when you're coming to the river crossing and you have the ice-cold river, and the horse is so happy. And we always stay a little while in the river just to cool down. Mm-hmm. It just... It has so many different aspects that it's really hard to say. It's even the smell of Tavis, the manzanita and the eucalyptus trees. And um, mm. it's, just, it's just the smell. Everything about Tavis is really pretty intriguing. So since you mentioned the canyons, do you have like a certain method that you use to get through there and to get your horse cooled back down afterwards? Do you get down and run it all or walk? Yeah, I run it down on foot, and then I walk partially up, walk up until I'm breathless, and I get on him. And then 
and when I recover, I get off and walk again. So I probably get on and off about mm-hmm. five, six times. That brings me to another question. How do you stay fit or do you focus on your fitness to do such a challenging ride? I don't do it just for the ride or for for riding. I, I like to be fit in general. So our family, we do like to run. We run a little bit. That's great. And then I can eat as much chocolate as I want to. (laughs) Chocolate is delicious. So um, Mm -hmm. for this 100-degree weather, do you take electrolytes for yourself, or how do you keep yourself from starting to fade? Because that's a a lot of hours in the saddle. The thing is my my stomach is pretty sensitive, so I can't really take much. Mm -hmm. So I, I pretty much only drink water and um, some granola bar payday worked for me pretty good. Mm-hmm. And the salt, I'm trying to load up on that before the ride. But during the ride, that go back well with my stomach. It doesn't seem too bad. I mean, I, I feel it's hot, but I, I don't feel like it, that I'm suffering from it. Mm-hmm. And it starts off as a cooler temperature ride, and it ends as a cooler temperature ride, but it's probably that middle part that is so steamy, or not steamy because it's not humid, but maybe so hot. But when it does get that hot, how do you, do you have any tips for managing a horse in hot weather? I think just really trying to to pool heavily wherever you can. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really crucial not to override. Keep a pace that... um, the horse is comfortable, but I do think too, if you're going too slow, that creates, it seems like even harder too, and don't stop much at all. I think even us humans, when we probably notice that when, when you stop in the heat, you're just really, really hot. Mm-hmm. And when you keep moving, and even if you're moving a little faster, the, there is this little wind from moving that is almost more comfortable than the stale heat. <laughs> You've brought, you know, many horses along in the last two decades. Do you have advice on how to step a horse up from the 25-mile distance to the 50 and then the 100? Like if somebody was listening right now and they've only done limited distance, how could you encourage them about moving up to the next distance? Train for a good 25-er. Horses can do a 50 as well. Yeah. I... I I do even think it is, it is all about speed and efficient moving. If mm-hmm. you're, I think sometimes you're even wasting too much energy going slow, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I personally think that sometimes a super slow 50 is harder on a horse than a really moderate pace 50. Yeah, because they're moving and they're efficiently moving and I, I think as a runner, you can probably relate to that when you're jogging super slowly and don't really get anywhere. It's just hard work. Mm-hmm. But then when you have a nice foot, you're just, I don't know. So I do think it's sometimes the intimidation of like, who I'm going to be eight hours in the saddle and it's such a long time. I, I think just, I would recommend just try to step up and it's really not that bad. So before I let you go, I have one more question for you. If you could give us one of your best conditioning tips, what would that be? I would say get the heart rate of the horse up at least once the ride. Mm-hmm. And just really, yeah, 
think a lot of people do long, slow distance. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think that the horses benefit that much from it. Mm-hmm. I think it is good to have um, short and hard sometimes. Or just have a good, even if it's not fast, but then a good workout in a hill. It doesn't have to be long, but just that they're a little breathless. Mm-hmm. I've read that in, in um, some running books that I've read that, you know, they have different schedules set out. And it, it's not like every week, but maybe every two weeks they'll have like a, okay, this is going to be a, a shorter, faster workout with the intent to get the heart rate up. It's not every week, but they'll have like, this is hill week every three weeks or something or hill day. And Mm -hmm. then they do the hill work so that with the purpose of getting the heart rate up, you know, going up at a moderate Mm -hmm. pace and then back down and several times up, up a hill. So I think that's pretty sound advice because obviously it's working for you and it's pretty common with the runners also. Yeah. I think we relate a lot from our running to the horses, and it seems to work. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations again on your first place and continuing to just have a stunning family legacy that you're building with Endurance. It's um, so unique and such a, a beautiful thing to see. I wish you continued success. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us and share your wisdom and your experience with the listeners of Endurance Horse Podcast. And one more time, just want to say congrats on your win. And um, we hope to talk to you Thanks again so much. in the future. Thank you. Okay, sounds good. We enjoyed having you along for the ride. Endurance Horse Podcast is where you get to share your adventures of riding good horses through beautiful country. Many stresses in life are washed away by a good gallop, a steady trot, or by simply saddling up your favourite horse for an easy ride. Remember, every mile a memory.